This is a Federal News Network podcast. Welcome to For Your Benefit, presented by NITP, the federal leader in retirement planning seminars sponsored by WEPA. Join NITP for an hour of plain talk on planning your future. You've got questions, they've got answers. Good morning and welcome to December 11th, 2023, For Your Benefit radio show, and it's a Monday. And we have joining us today, Bob. Good day for employees. I'm Bob Lines. NITP's radio program where we delve deep into topics. Today, we're going to talk about focusing in on the intersection of finances and mental health. And WEPA is kind enough to sponsor the show, and um, they also have in in their orbit, if you will, Ernst & Young. So we, we got some powerful information here and talking prior to going on the air. It's going to be smooth, and we'll try to keep it away from multi-syllable tax words, okay? (laughs) So, background. Lori, the background with regards to WEPA, there's a, um, it says that WEPA, or excuse me, is a worldwide assurance for employees of public agencies. We're not a not-for-profit organization offer group term insurance, especially, sorry, I, I got blurry um, printout here for federal employees. All right. We formed 80 years. We, you all, have, have uh, been formed for 80 years for federal employees. So I think you all take it from there. 80 years? Wipa? Uh Yep. 80 years for federal employees by federal employees, and our goal is to serve federal employees to provide them with access to products and services that they need to promote their health, welfare, financial well-being. Yes. All right, and how have you how have you found found their, I would say, interest level when you you do webinars and you do talks and you do uh, commercials and whatnot, all for the good, but do you find Initially, they go, I didn't know I could do that. I, I think so, that it's something more that member services deals with. But I think it's, a, you know, there's a lot uh, there's a lot of things that we offer um, all for because we're talking about financial wellness today. Um, they are filled with all kinds of stuff, um, all of the um, um, things that they offer. Um, I don't know if you want to go through it now or what we want to do. Um, how we uh, help them achieve financial wellness? I think I think it's good to talk about achieving financial wellness yeah. at the beginning. Okay, we can we can start there. The importance of financial wellness is that where we should start. Sounds good. So okay. you know, it, and and, it, and the bullet point that I've got here, EY, our purpose is building a better working world. Right. So we're yeah, so. So we, yeah, that's, all right. that's our overall I'm purpose sorry. and mission is, is uh, at EY is building a better working world. And uh, we're going to talk today about our EY Navigate financial wellness service that, that WEPA offers. And so we take that that mantra and, and we think building a better working world starts with helping individuals uh, be their best and make good informed financial decisions. So um, we'll share a little bit about that today as well. Sure. What do you find with talking with people that you say, Gee, I thought that was somewhat commonplace. Um, and 
it might be commonplace in the concept, but uh, having to know where, where to turn the wrenches is not. So, Lori, what, what do you find, I won't call it the most challenging, but maybe the most interesting to add to whatever is next in, in WEPA's... Um... Uh, sure. So, I think, of, let, let's think of financial, just uh, to kick this off, financial wellness and why why is it important? What about all this and why the EY program and everything else? So, um, so financial wellness isn't just about being rich, right? It's about understanding and manage, managing your financial, your sorry, your personal finances effectively. Money and stress um, are two sides of the same coin. So, so the wellness part, of course, is the feeling of the your you know having financial security, financial freedom of choice in your present and in the in considering your future. Stress is over on the other side. So it's your state of worry, anxiety, emotional tension related to money, debt, you know, all the bad stuff. Um, whether it's about you know current or upcoming expenses, you know, and it can uh, it can impact um, significantly impact you know one's mental, emotional, and physical health, and that's why it's essential to prioritize the financial wellness. So the way it goes together is you set up your financial wellness to help combat your financial stress. So uh, improving financial wellness should be a, a clear priority um, to everyone. But before um, before you decide. Um, if you've achieved this financial wellness, you should first know exactly what it is you're looking to accomplish. Um, there are four key domains in my head. Um, uh, Dan, you'll probably go into a little bit more. Um, we've got savings, expenses, debt, and risk protection. And on savings, you, you, we do need to be in a place where you can absorb a financial shock. We have these shocks here and there, hefty car repair, some big medical emergency, whatever. Um, expenses, um, we need to be in control of our day-to-day, month-to-month finances, and creating and sticking to a budget is essential part of financial wellness. Debt, if you have debt, managing it should be at the top of your uh, short-term financial plans, paying off the high interest debts as quickly as possible, avoiding new debt, um, those are all good things. Risk protection, there's where insurance comes in. Um, It can add predictability, security to your financial plan. So I have a couple of factoids here that I've got. So it says here, you know, um, and I think this is kind of base knowledge for everyone. In the current economic landscape, Americans are facing challenges like inflation, rising interest rates. Um, these, of course, are creating that financial stress I spoke of, affecting affecting people of all ages. Um, I have a little factoid here. A recent survey from Bank of America found that 73% of the Gen Zs believe that the current economic environment has made it more challenging to save. So they feel inflation is harder to save for financial goals. That accounts for 59% of the people who were surveyed. Um, Another 43% feel that inflation has made it difficult to pay down debt. And then finally, 56% of them say um, it's created more financial stress in their lives. Um, So inflation, uh, reduction measures like high interest rates might even trigger the recession. That's also in some, in you know people's heads. So um, you know, so while it's not guaranteed, it is enough uh, to signal that everyone should plan ahead financially. Um, I've got here a little thing about the the student loan forgiveness. Supreme Court decision on student loan forgiveness has put student loan paybacks back on the radar for many young Americans. The Gen Zers in particular are facing the restart of student loan repayments for the first time in three years. So to keep up with the higher prices, many consumers have been relying on credit cards, um, leading to significant increase in credit card debt. So wanted to end this piece with what, what are you know few 
might be common sense reasons, I don't know, um, uh, why being smart with your money is crucial. Um, one, managing stress can be time consuming. Um, so without control of your financial health, you take your worries with you everywhere you go. Of course, this will affect our physical and mental health, okay? We need to prepare, prepare for the worst. That's kind of obvious. Life does throw heavy hurdles. Uh, uh, being uh, unprepared can quickly result in increased debt. The credit cards start going crazy um, when an emergency arises. So being financially well means being prepared to, find, uh, to, to face uh, unexpected moments in our lives. And it's important to regard the future, uh, to safeguard the future of our kids. Um, each level of education can bring considerable changes to your financial, uh, to your family's financial plans. So transportation, education, healthcare needs, all these things will vary and need to be addressed in, in that cohesive way. Therefore, the financial plan. Um, that's what I've got there. What do you find surprising when talking about projecting the future, a financial plan? What do you find sometimes you go, really? You didn't know that? With all due respects to anybody listening, I don't mean it that way, but sometimes um, our, our uh, verbiage is not the easiest to understand. I have to tell you, from somebody not coming from the insurance world, what I thought was kind of um, surprising is um, people don't think of buying insurance as a necessity. So when we think of... Um, disposable income. We think of all the things we have to buy, spend on and not discretionary and, and non-discretionary. I'm surprised to find out that people don't find insurance should be on the discretionary list. I'm sorry, the non-discretionary list. How about you, Dan? So. Uh, you know, we're talking about financial and mental um, well-being and the intersection of those. And I think a, a lot of what we'll see is um, folks thinking, um, kind of convincing themselves that they have more money or that they're spending it differently than they really are. Um, so the, you know, the mental aspect uh, and the psychological aspect of, of finances and money is very interesting. Study after study shows that we'll spend up to 20% more if we use a credit card versus cash. We do a lot of mental accounting on how much we think we can afford or how much things really cost uh, without actually looking uh, at the numbers um, so when we work with folks at EY Navigate, we start with four very foundational planning considerations to get everyone started. Bob, it's okay. I'll just kind of walk through those. So I think that addresses um, uh, ways to avoid some of those misconceptions and, and, uh, and issues that we see. Um, for us, it all starts with setting and prioritizing goals. So I always encourage folks to list their goals in order. Um, and prioritize them. It's, it's all about your hopes and dreams of life. And that's how we phrase it. And it's, it's, a, it's an enjoyable exercise to dream a little bit, but it also provides both the direction and the motivation to then do all of this boring financial planning stuff that we talk about next, because now you're looking forward to certain things in life, but we prioritize because, you know, we want a boat, but we definitely need to retire comfortably. We might get the boat, but we need to get that retirement in place first. And we're talking both short and long-term goals, and that's life goals like a house, a car, retirement, vacation. But importantly, it's also things like debt reduction, establishing an emergency fund, making sure we invest appropriately for each goal that we have. Uh, second on my list always is to making sure you know where you are today financially. And I always use the analogy of a travel agent. Um, if you think about using a travel agent, their job is to get you where you need to go 
for your vacation, right? But um, to do that, they need to know two things. They need to know where you want to go. And they also need to know where you are today. Where do you live? And financial planning is exactly the same thing. Where you want to go are those life goals that we all dream about. And where you are today is your net worth and cash flow. So I encourage everyone to take 30 days, maybe after the holidays, and just track their expenses. Every dime you spend for 30 days. And for the first time in your life, you'll find out where all those nickels and dimes and 20s really go. And from there, you can make some very informed financial decisions because you'll see three things on your list. You'll see some expenses you can just eliminate. I can't believe I spent $400 a year on that. I didn't know I still had that subscription. And you can get rid of it. Uh, you'll see some things that you just have to have. Uh, you have to have rent or, or a mortgage, electricity, food, and clothing. But most of what you'll find are the fun stuff, the stuff that makes life worth living. And I'll never tell you to get rid of that. There may be ways to acquire it differently. You can exercise at home instead of the gym membership. You can wash your car at home instead of paying for it and make those informed personal decisions. The third, and Lori said it, is be prepared for financial shocks. Make sure you establish an emergency fund because it helps to make sure that an unexpected event doesn't become a financial catastrophe. And you can start small, save 25 bucks a month, but make it automatic and try to get to 400, which is a common need for financial emergencies. Try to get to 2000 and ultimately try to get to about six months of those necessary expenses. And then finally, just educate yourself. Make sure you understand and read and learn financial concepts, what's right, what's wrong, how taxes work. So you're an informed financial consumer. Now, I understand that EY provides um, tax uh, tax understanding, if you will. So do you, is it like a beginning course and a mid-career? Um, so uh, one size fits all, especially when you're talking about taxes. Absolutely. It really is built. Uh, and so EY Navigate is both direct, direct access to financial planners for WEPA members, but also self-service access to a website. And both of those are built to, to grow with the individual's knowledge. So a lot of times folks will call us and just say, look, I have I know I need help, but I don't even know what to ask. <laughs> and my taxes are a mess. My finances are a mess. Can you help me? And, and we get that call every day. So we'll kind of take it from there and start at the beginning. Others have more sophisticated questions and we'll jump right in at that level. So we'll take them where they are today and try to grow that knowledge and help them along the way, whether that's on the website on their own, uh, as we built the website for that, or with the conversation with our planner. Yeah, it's a so, great question. Then the EY discussion, it's more than filling out a tax form. So it's understanding taxes, but probably more understanding investments. And correct me if I'm wrong. No, really. So EY Navigate is, is a comprehensive financial wellness service. We don't sell anything. We don't sell products. And, and I think that's why WAPE and other clients use us. Uh, we're just there to help people one at a time. And absolutely, it is everything from paying my bills and getting myself out of debt to investing, certainly tax questions, even um, estate planning concepts, whatever the individual might need from their financial planner, they have access to them to have that conversation. And they can even work with the same person for as long as they need to um, and kind of grow that relationship and grow that knowledge even over the months or years from taxes to investing and other other topics in financial planning. Okay. We've yeah. heard of some very nice uh, success stories for individuals you know, who have improved their financial wellness because of programs like the EY uh, Navigate. 
Um, we have, uh, I have here a member who, after using the, the resources, was able to pay off their high interest debt, build a substantial emergency fund, for example, just through being educated. Um, so that not only reduces that stress that I talked about earlier, but it helps them to focus on the longer term goals uh, for retirement, their children's education, and so forth. There was another one who talked about um, their credit score, you know, improves a, a lot, a lot. Um, and uh, they successfully applied for a mortgage to purchase their first home. You hear about these kinds of stories all the time. And they highlight the tangible benefits of focusing on a financial wellness, uh, um, you know, program like this. It's, you know, it's, I like what you said, Dan, because some people don't know what the question is. They don't, they don't mm -hmm. know what it is they want to know. They don't know what they know or what they don't know. And That's right. I think speaking to somebody um, at EY kind of helps them to focus on what they should be thinking of. Um, sure. So. So when you when you talk about financial wellness, do you, do you find that there's a um, large portion that surprises you that maybe they don't have a clue? They understand the stock market goes up and down and the like, but they don't understand the dynamics of what you all offer. Yeah, that uh, that awareness, I think, is critical for programs like this, um, is making sure that in this case, WEPA members understand what is available to them um, and that they don't have to have their financial life in order um, because they do hear things on the news and they have questions and to understand that they now have a resource. And of course, EY Navigate has been available for a number of years for WAPER employees. Um, and so, you know, we encourage them just to make that first call. That first call is the hardest um, because they think they have to ask smart questions or know something. And I'd rather somebody call because they don't know something and they don't have good questions, but they know they need help. Um, and that's in many ways the best call or the most value we can provide. So for those WAPA members out there, um, if you want to talk to a financial planner, have some questions, um, heard something on the news, uh, or just know you need help, call and say, you know, what can you do for me? Or um, what kind of conversation can we have? And um, again, we have relationships between eligible members and our financial planners that go back years where the planner gets to see them buy a house and have a kid and even retire and go through the full life cycle as their financial planner. But that first call becomes very important because there's a lot of nerve uh, nervousness around making that first call. So Bob, I'd say making that first call is the biggest hurdle. If we get that done, we can build that relationship. Okay. I think it's time for a break <laughs> and we'll listen to what <laughs> we can do for the listeners. <laughs> Times have changed. But WEPA's mission remains the same, to promote the health, welfare, and financial well-being of civilian federal employees. WEPA offers group term life insurance to civilian federal employees with up to $1.5 million in coverage, regardless of salary. As a WEPA member, you can access exclusive rates and benefits not available to the general public. How does this compare to Fegley? Unlike Fegley, WEPA's coverage amounts are not capped by your salary. WEPA will cover your family as well. For your children, WEPA offers double the benefits that Fegley offers. And for your spouse, WEPA offers 20 times more coverage than Fegley. 20 times more coverage! WEPA's coverage is also portable if you decide to leave the federal government or retire. You can even supplement or replace your existing policy. See how much you could save by visiting waepa.org today. Okay, so we're back with Dan, and we're going. We're talking about. I, I forgot where we left off. I listened to the spots so, so closely. 
Well, Bob, I'm happy to talk about uh, either the UI Navigate program a little more, or certainly some uh, some misconceptions that we find in in financial planning. If if you'd like to um, start back there, I think yeah, I think that that's the bullseye for today. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, you know, to me, one of the biggest certainly is this idea, or maybe the concern that if I get into financial planning, the, the planner's just going to tell me to stop spending and save everything for the future, and um, I can tell you, I have never told somebody to eliminate what makes them happy today just so they can save for their future self. It is always a balance. But if you remember back to the suggestion of tracking your expenses, that's all about being able to make good informed spending decisions. So we can eliminate the stuff we don't care about. We keep the stuff we have to have. But all those other fun stuff expenses, get to make good decisions on those. And if we only keep what really makes us happy today, and maybe we buy those things differently. We buy them in bulk. We, we uh, again, we exercise at home. We skip the gym membership and, unless our friends go there and we like to go there. We can find ways to get what makes us happy today, spend less along the way, and then save those dollars for all those exciting future goals that we have. So it's not about scrimping today. It's about finding a balance today uh, to make sure that we are happy today and our future self is happy as well. And then the other one, and we've touched on this, is the idea that financial wellness is only for those that are rich or are already financially comfortable. It's very specifically for those that are very uncomfortable financially because they know they need help. And again, they don't have to know what help they need. If they just make that first phone call, um, we can take them from there. Um, earlier, we talked about tracking your, your cash flow. The other exercise I'll encourage everyone to do is to take a moment. I always do this right after the end of the year and, and build a net worth statement. And we've probably heard that term. And very simply, it's a list of your assets and a list of your debts. And it's the best organizational tool you can have in financial planning. Your list of assets helps you understand what you have and maybe what, what goals they're for. So if you have a 529 account, that's for college education for the kids. Um, if you have a, an IRA at your bank, that's for retirement. And then your list of debts get you organized. So if your goal is to reduce your debt, you know which ones cost you the most and you can attack those first and we can help you do that. But my favorite part of a net worth statement is that it comes down to a single number, a dollar amount. Your assets minus your debts is $1,000 or $100,000 or some number. And if you can track that every year and that number is going up, it tells you you're doing all the right things financially. It means you're growing your assets. It means you're reducing your debt. That's probably more important than what that number is. I talk to a lot of college students whose net worth is negative and they're excited when one day they're worth nothing because they used to be worth negative because their assets were small and their debts were big. And that number grows every year. And as long as it's going up again, it means you're doing the right things financially. You're growing your assets, you're reducing your debts. And it's a nice measurement to see where you are each year and if you're moving in the right direction. So I love the net worth statement for that purpose. When you, when you look at who approaches you, wait them. Yeah. That they they don't always understand financees. Not that I'm so smart. You know, I had to learn it um, many years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, over the years working with WAPA, I like what they did. They didn't reach for the you know the most complicated thing to talk about, and they talked about normal things. Uh, yes. And how they might help in the difference between a bond and a savings account or the difference between 
heavens forbid, the stock market. Um, and, and, and so put, you know, put your toe in it, get a little, and the, the, the thrift was basically built for a great rate of return without a lot of angst along the way. So mm -hmm. what do you say has been your uh, greatest successes in dealing with the federal sector and through WEPA? You know, everybody comes in and says, oh, you're just trying to do this or that. You're trying to get fees from me, which, of course, you all, you know, everybody gets fees, but some get more than others. You all are, 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 are um, sober with regards to that. So what do you find surprising and what were maybe some of the successes that you that you had by converting somebody into, gee, this is how it works, not to sell the product, but this is how it works? Laura, do you want to run with that or I can go first? I, I was going to ask you. I thought you would be in a better position yeah. to answer that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, in many ways, uh, while we know federal benefits very well, and that's often the focus because that's what WIPA members have access to, you know, at the end of the day, the core conversation is around financial planning, which is uh, in, in many cases the same for everyone. So um, helping them understand what differences they can make uh, in easy ways uh, is probably what's most um, valuable to us as planners to help them grow their credit score, to help them understand why they need insurance when they don't have any. And um, a large percentage of the, the U.S. population doesn't have any or doesn't have enough. Um, so opening their eyes to the real need, the reasons why and seeing them take action uh, to me is, is, is most satisfying. Um, many of our callers, at least WEPA employees uh, or members, are they tend to be on the older side of the age spectrum, and um, we kind of help them get to retirement, but um, oftentimes they're playing catch-up. And what we really like to see is to get that younger federal employee to call us earlier in their career where we can build those habits early. And to me, that's most valuable. We know the importance of the time value of money. The more you save and the sooner you save it, the more you have at the end, right? So when we can get those younger members to call us and just have an easy conversation about saving a little bit um, and, and build that over time, it makes life easier for them. It's a better success story. And so we try to get those calls in as quick as we can. So I, I've been curious about something, actually. I've not uh, used the program yet. I am dying to do it. Um, and I, I will have really good questions, I'm sure, when I get there. Um, but one, one of the things I've just been curious about is when you have these conversations with these people, it is talking about their financial well-being overall. How Do you talk a lot about insurance and the role of it and, how, and what about it all? Because after all, they got there because of being insured, being members of WIPA. Right. Yep. I just kind of wonder how do those conversations flow <laughs> and talking about the, you know, like, we can talk about the role of insurance and in, in all of this, but I just, I, I'm just very, very curious. How does that flow? Yeah. And Bob asked about taxes and I think both insurance and taxes kind of embed themselves in almost every conversation um, because taxes are, are, <laughs> are all knowing, right. And they touch just about everything we do. Uh, in our finances, but insurance is all about protecting um, our financial assets and our and our loved ones. And right. so no matter what the conversation starts with, if we're building wealth, if we're talking about our family, uh, the conversation will turn to protecting those items. Um, and of course, a, a big part of that is insurance. You know, the conversation I always have is, and I'll say this a funny way, but you'll remember it if you're listening, 
um, I always encourage couples to go home and sit across the table from each other and and ask each other the same hard question. Look, hon, if, you know, if, if I die, what would you have available financially? More important, if you die, what do I get? Um, and I say that it, it kind of joking, but it's important to make sure that both sides of the sure. table have an answer. And sometimes sure. the answer is, well, if you were to pass away, I still have my job and my pension and my retirement account. And if I die, you get whatever's in mind and you have your own, but maybe one spouse is stay at home. And so you'll typically find that one big component of those answers is life insurance. If I die, you'll get this, this, and this, but that's not enough. So we need life insurance on my life to fill the rest of the gap. And if you die, I'll get this, this, and this, but we also need to fill the rest of the gap with life insurance. So it usually becomes part of that answer. The question then is how much? And the how much is often very different on one side of the table versus the other. So that's how I like to have the conversation. One of us lies, how do we protect the other one? What's available? And you always find life insurance as part of that answer. Yeah, and I I, I do believe that a financial plan without um, adequate life insurance is not really a financial plan at all. Um, (laughs) And so, I mean, you know, we talk about reducing risk, adding predictability uh, and and security to the financial Mm -hmm. plan. It it does all of that, Um, you know, um, and and just providing the baseline, as you said, providing that financial cushion. um, It protects from the unforeseen events. Sure. Um, Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what do you what do you find with regards to people that approach you you know why should i have insurance it's not OIPA. and i would a question for any insurance but um oipa is particularly attractive to federal employees correct me if i'm wrong yes only it's only the federal or you can be retired fed it's still the fed world yeah yeah. And so then do you find finding new clients, if you will, people new to insurance coverage and the like, you find that they don't necessarily have a great understanding of why they're doing it? I I do wonder. I don't know because um, I'm not in that side of the house, but I do wonder. We do provide a lot of stuff, a lot of things on webinars and so on to educate people. Um, I do wonder about that. I mean, it is, it's, it's whether you're fed or not fed. I think both we're offering the life insurance and the short term disability. So, whatever you are, you do, I think you, there's a place for that in your lives. You have to have it, in my opinion. It's not just about life insurance. Isn't just about planning worst, uh, you know, worst case scenarios. It is a financial safety net, um, as you alluded to, Dan, earlier. Um, and it, it, you know, I have a note here. It, it remains consistent over time. Um, it, it provides a predictability to your estate plan. The disability, I mean, the unexpected always means a loss of income due to death. So that's important. It can include temporary illness or injury. You have to have that. Um, and, uh, and the other thing too is federal employees don't include short-term disability coverage, right? Um, so that makes it essential to consider options like our group, uh, short-term disability. That's another thing. And I, I wonder how we say this to people, but yeah. Yeah. And Bob, I, you know, I think back to how we started this, which was the intersection of financial and mental wellness and, mm-hmm. uh, that brings the play the psychology of money and the psychology of insurance is 
you want me to talk about dying and what's going to happen when I die. And I'm just not comfortable talking about that. And um, you may be surprised, you may not, but that often is a barrier and it's part of the conversation and why people don't address their insurance needs, which we all have. Again, you look at what your family would have if you die. Part of that answer is life insurance. We know that, but then it means having a hard conversation about yeah. death. There are some that just don't want to think about that and don't have that conversation. So we need to find ways to to build that conversation, get around that that uh, that concern, and make sure that they are protecting. And and that's how we often do it. Is it's um, yes, we're talking about the hard fact of you might die at some point. Um, but think about your family that you're leaving behind and how this protects them and what it does for them. And that's sometimes the, the different psychological way of thinking about it that maybe triggers them to, to act and have the discussion. And to make it part of your financial wellness plan. <laughs> yes. yes. Like I said, without that, it's, it's, not, a, a real, important piece. it's not a real plan it's without the consideration of, of life insurance. Yeah. Yep. You build everything and then you don't protect it. So we need to protect it. So when you talk to um, the folks that are new to this world, what do you find their belief should be but doesn't? They don't, they, they don't understand why they need X dollars worth of life insurance. They figure, well, probably $1,200, 1000 But how do you get to their visualization of what they need? Well, one group we should think about are the younger people. Because in, many young employees, for example, not just at WAFA, but all over the place, they don't understand why you have to have a, you know, put some money into your retirement plan, why things that are a long time from now, why they matter. Life insurance falls in that category. Um, they don't think about, you know, someone may be relying on them, uh, you know, in, in a huge financial way, whether it be a spouse, partner, child, you know, whatever. Um, and it can provide that crucial protection. They don't think about things like this. Um significant debt, um, whether it's student loans, mortgages. Um, I mean, federal student loans are discharged upon someone's death, but other loans aren't. Um, and also the nice thing about it, I don't know if people think about this, is when you're young and healthy, it's a great time. <laughs> There's lower premiums that you'll have mm -hmm. to pay. Um, the healthier you are, the lower cost of your life insurance. So locking in these lower rates uh, is, is peace of mind. I, I don't know I, I do wonder how you know younger people think about these things. It's um, it's never too early to consider life insurance. I, I do wonder what kinds of calls you get, Dan, from people who are younger about future things or safety things right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, a couple of a couple of thoughts on how we illustrate that. Did I see that we were headed to a break, or do we have a few minutes here? Okay, I can't hear. Sorry. Uh, oh, sorry. I thought uh, thought we were headed to a break. Um, let no. Let's yeah, let's know, go to the break because I don't hear for whatever reason everything you say. So let's okay, let's take a break good. and we'll come okay. back in. Who do you trust when making your most important decisions? National Institute of Transition Planning has been the trusted source for federal retirement planning, serving new, mid-career, and pre-retirement federal employees for more than 30 years. NITP's subject matter experts bring more than 800 years of collective expertise on federal benefits, financial, transition, and estate planning. Visit NITPinc.com. That's NITPinc.com to sign up for their free monthly newsletter and information about free webinars. 
Are you at the mid-career stage of your federal career, or do you plan to retire in the next five years and wonder if you are prepared for retirement? No matter what career stage you are, it's never too early to dot the I's and cross the T's. NITP now offers online open enrollment training to help you understand your federal benefits package and financial planning options with tips and tools to plan and fine-tune your retirement planning goals. Visit NITPINC.com to download the current brochure and calendar. All righty, we're back on, on track. We have how many more minutes, Andrew? 18, 17? Okay, Andrew says 17 minutes. So we got plenty of time to wind this up, but if we take where we left off, what, what are we looking at next? Well, Bob, just to kind of build a little bit on, the, you know, question is how do you, how do you show people the need for life insurance? And sometimes it is the the emotional aspect. It's about protecting your family, but sometimes they just need to see the hard numbers. And um, on our EY Navigate website that members have access to, and, and we can help through it, um, we can run a, an actual life insurance needs analysis and uh, big words, I guess, but it really just shows you uh, if one of the family members were to die, what resources are available? What does that mean in terms of a, a monthly or annual income? So put it in terms I can understand, what could I spend if I'm the survivor? And if it's not enough, what life insurance amount would it take to get me to a number I'm comfortable with? So showing them the numbers sometimes is really what we need to do and say, if one of you dies, here's what's available and here are your expenses. And, and look, it's not enough, but life insurance by design is meant to cover that gap. And, and then we can help them figure out how much is needed. And of course, we're going to look at options, including what WEPA provides um, and makes available um, and, and see what amount is needed and how much it might cost so we can pull the trigger on that action step. Does, uh, why doesn't WEPA provide uh, a policyholder, if you will, to go in and, and do projections for what they might need? There, there's a calculator that can be used, I understand, yeah. But I don't, I've not used it, so but there is such a thing like how much insurance do you need? And the thing helps you walk through it. Yeah, and they can do that online, right? So they don't yes. have to have. Okay, that's that's, that's what correct. I thought. Yep, yep. So it gives you a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, does. it does. So what what do you find? Dan, the people are, I'm going to call it undereducated, but really don't understand finance and tax without putting somebody to sleep with boredom. Uh, how do you approach that? Um, it, it's making it personal and, and kind of hitting on their hot button concerns. Usually they call in with one of those. Look, you know, I, I don't know what to ask you, but I can't, I'm, I'm not paying the bills. You know, the money's not enough to cover the bills. Um, I'm 50 and I'm nowhere near retirement readiness or doesn't feel like I am. Usually they have a concern that is keeping them up at night that is emotional to them. And we start with that. Um, as I said earlier, we always start with the goals. List out your hopes and dreams in life because that's fun. And that then gives you the motivation, as, as I sometimes say, to do the boring stuff. So if you know you want to retire at 60 and live a certain way and live in a certain place, uh, that's your dream. That's what you're excited about. All right, let's talk about the, the financial fundamentals that will make that happen. It's not exciting, and we're going to use the T word, taxes, but 
we can develop a plan to get you there and, and, and achieve those dreams. So you either, in a good way, play on those hopes and dreams or you play on those fears where I can't pay my bills or I'm worried about the future. And that's the motivation we find to get people to listen, to learn, and then to take action. So how long does that take? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how complicated their concerns are. Um, you know, we have a lot of calls that are 30 minutes. They have a few questions. We give them some guidance and that's it. And then we have relationships that go years and we talk every quarter. And that's the benefit of EY Navigate for WAPA members. They have quite literally access to their own financial planner. They call and they reach Mark, who is one of the planners on the program, and they like Mark, and they get along with Mark, and he's answering their questions, they can use him as their financial planner for as long as needed. And and I can tell you, Mark's a real person, and he has relationships that go back 10 years or more with some of our clients' employees um, because that's a feature of the plan. You can work with that same person, and we can help you build your credit score, pay off your debt, and then from there, a, a tackle retirement, talk about life insurance needs, and go through the progression of financial needs over the months and the years through that relationship. Um, so the need is there to cover whatever you might have, whether it's a couple of calls or a couple of years. Uh, that's part of the feature of the service of EY Navigate. Sorry, I wasn't being rude there, but I get emails while on air Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> not today. So, <laughs> although they, they should be listening today. <laughs> so what what um what's been what's been maybe the toughest not to convince somebody that they need life insurance, but you you know you talk and you know maybe walk away without you know a, a policy, but occasionally you talk. But what triggers in that person that wasn't maybe designed to have life insurance mentally? What changes them around? For their own good now. I'm not talking about the good for the sale, but for their own good though, as, as um, an insurable person. Yeah, you know, it's, um, yeah, I'll throw a couple of comments in and then Laura, you probably have some to add here. Um, you know, if they're if they're worried about life insurance because it's a scary topic or it might be expensive or, they're not sure they need it. Um, so there are fears there, maybe uh, making the fears of not having it uh, more significant. So yeah, it's a scary topic to discuss and it's it's complicated, but let's talk about what happens if you don't have the right amount of life insurance in place. What does that mean for your family and how they're going to struggle after you pass away um, and how it protects them if you do have the right amount? So you kind of turn that conversation from, a fear of having to talk about it to a fear of not having it and what that means for your family. Lori, anything to add to that? No, I, I, I don't have insight into that, uh, Dan. I, I thought that um, just from listening to others, it, it, I thought cost was a mm, yeah. And when people found out that, oh, you know, we can do this, it's <laughs> not going to make me broke, people really do it. I thought cost had a lot to do with it. It's just not knowing what it really, what it costs. That you can do this. Yeah, it may be a concern that, you know, I, I'm not getting the best deal or it, yeah. if I looked elsewhere, it costs less. And how do I do that homework? And so I know that you will do comparisons between uh, WEPA and Fegley and other options, as well the EY planners. And so if we can do some of that research or comparison for them, yeah. maybe then they feel a lot better that not only I need it, but I'm getting the right price and the right policy and, and then I'm ready to pull the trigger. 
I know our member services group works very hard to stay close to their members. Let's say if somebody is, mm -hmm. uh, they have a, what they call the conservation program um, that they recently launched. And it's, if somebody is, is, you know, thinking of maybe dropping insurance because of whatever the reasons are, they do a reach out to see what it is and if there's anything we can do, um, if, if it's a cost thing, it, however they can help to keep you on. Um, so that's, that's kind of an interesting thing. So right. I don't know what sorts of, of reasons people have other than, I think the, the one that comes the most is um, we don't need it anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. So what do you find that finally turns the ranch the right way with the person that you're talking to that you know um, in your heart of hearts that they need some coverage? They have no coverage. So how do you get them to the first, to the first recollection, if you will, that no, you can't go without any? You know, a lot of times it's the hard numbers, um, you know, without life insurance, uh, here's what's available to one spouse or the other if they die. Um, and it sometimes becomes very quickly obvious that, um, that that's not enough. And so it's either save more, build those assets over time, or consider some level of life insurance to protect that need and to protect that gap. So, um, yeah, I think what we're learning here is there's there's two sides to the life insurance conversation, the emotional side you know, protect your loved ones, all of that, but there's also the numbers side and people react differently to each of those or react better to one versus the other. So um, that, that's part of our planner's job is to figure out um, what pushes their button. We're not trying to sell something, of course, um, but there's a need there and some react to the emotional need and some react to the financial need and, and we can illustrate both and have that conversation and and uh, it all comes down to the individual and and how they respond to each of those and what's really important to them. Yeah. Now, with regards to insurance, uh, annually with any business, they do something a little bit different than last year. So with regards to WAPA, are there any new products coming out in the next three, four, five years? I mean, yes. it's all life insurance, but. Yeah. It's all life insurance, yes. So group whole life would be next. So. Mm. Yeah. Um, they, they've got those products coming out. Um, that's all that I know of. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. Uh, give us another year. I'll come out with three more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who would have known that for all these years, we would have, we've, we've had only the group term life insurance for a, a very long time, you know, in the last, uh, over the last, what, five years or so, all these new things came out. It's the, the next product that hasn't come out for eight years or almost 80 years, all of a sudden there are all these things coming out. So you never know. Maybe another year or two, five more might come out. <laughs> so beautiful <laughs> life is next. Yes. So. Well, Ed, you, you hit on something with regards to new products. How do, how do the folks that you deal with deal with a new product? Do they see it as, I don't need any more? Um, how does this work versus the other one? In other words, whole life versus whatever. It's different. Are there different jargons to help people understand better what they might need? This is a better question for, for marketing. Um, I can't quickly answer <laughs> you, but um, I think what, what they do is they start with whoever they've got. And it's not so much as a, well, since you're already buying this, why don't you buy this too? I think it more, it's like a presented more as a segue into something, you know, that makes sense to have in addition to what you already have. Um, you know, rather than, and why don't you get this too, since while well, you're at it, I don't, I don't think they, they do it that way. 
I think it's more like uh, make it come out naturally. Um, when I think of short-term disability, that's what I think of. You think about protection life insurance. Well, you know, short-term disability is, is uh, when you think about it, how these things happen all of a sudden, right? It makes sense to have that too. It, I don't know, maybe it's the way I think. So. Yeah, no, I, I would agree, you know, from a planning perspective, it's, um, it's about covering different risks and that's the discussion yeah. we'll have. So especially with now group uh, whole life coming out, uh, a permanent policy versus a term uh, insurance, which is a temporary need. Um, th then we'll have the conversation about what needs we're trying to cover. If we're worried right. about covering the kids college, if I die prematurely, that's a temporary need. When the kids graduate from college, that need goes away. So a, a term policy covers that well. But if I'm worried about, lifelong financial security for my spouse if, you know or myself if one of us dies burial expenses estate taxes that's a permanent need so now that there's group whole life coming out then we might look at a combination of the two maybe even um converting one to the other or going less of one or more of the other based on the needs i'm trying to cover and disability is the same thing disability of course is not covering the risk of death but a fourth of us over our careers are going to experience a disability. So that's the risk we're trying to cover. And so we look at all the risks on the table and how we can cover those. And often the answer is in whole or in part, uh, some form of insurance. Mm -hmm. And so now we'll just have another tool in the toolbox there to cover different types of right. risks in our lives. Yep. All right, I'm, I'm looking at the screen. Andrew, we got four more minutes, two more minutes. Two more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> The ever efficient engineer says two minutes. So, final comments, please. Well, I'll start. Um, you know, we've Go talked ahead. about a lot of financial basics um, from tracking your expenses to the need for life insurance. Um, it's extremely valuable, in my view, that WEPA has chosen to offer uh, an objective financial planning resource to all of their members at no cost to them. And just to be very clear, there is no cost, there's nothing we sell. Um, so your conversation with EY Navigate truly is a confidential, direct, objective discussion with your own financial planner that you can continue to work with. And the hardest part about a service like this is that first call. So if you're listening in today and you have access, I just encourage you to make that first call, no matter where you are financially, even if you're just a mess and you don't know what to ask and you don't have your documents in order, we get that 100 times a day. We'll take it from there and help you with the things that uh, are most important to you. Okay, I think I have to do this quick. How does somebody get in touch with either one of you after listening to today's educational program? So, uh, the EY, I mean, it's on our website, all of it, whether it's either one of us, but the, the website is, is very friendly when it comes to how do you get to the EY folks, very, very friendly, so. Okay. Andrew says it's time to um, stop. <laughs> Otherwise, we get cut off. So, Dan, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you for having us. And, um, 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 Laurie, we see each other, I would say, more often than not. But uh, great having her. Let's do it again somewhat soon. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Thanks, Laurie. Bye-bye. You've been listening to For Your Benefit, presented by NITP and sponsored by WEPA. Please tune in next Monday at 10 a.m. for a topic solely devoted to you, the federal employee. This show can also be heard on demand at federalnewsradio.com. Search For Your Benefit. Thanks for listening.